guys, welcome back to Queer Alien Blast. Uh, today we are recapping episode 311. And uh, before we get started, we just want to let you guys know that our plan for the two-part finale is we are going to record two separate recaps for 312 and 313, and they'll be released separately because it's we assume it's going to be a lot and we don't want to put it all in one episode. So speaking of a lot, this episode was just kind of a lot, a lot of nothing, I feel like. Um, a lot of exposition, a lot of kind of, I'm assuming, building up to what's going to happen in the next two episodes. Um, a lot of stuff with Jones. And we'll start with talking about uh, Jones and Liz. And I respect them keeping to the CW tradition of getting the actors dressed up for no reason. Um, sure, let's put her in a gown to have brunch. I, I, I'm ready to see Janine looking gorgeous as always, but I was like... That's, there was that's some a CW real, tradition right there. Real criminal mind serial killer vibes with that. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. dressing a victim up. I don't know. It was very creepy. I mean, I didn't mind it. They looked great, but it did, you know, I was sitting there going, I feel like I missed the first five minutes of this episode. I don't really know what's going on. Um, I think we learned a lot of valuable information, like, you know, strewn throughout, but that was a lot of talking, a lot of talking. And, you know, the funny thing is that, I mean, as as we've been saying, at, at least for me, as we've been saying for the whole season now, Jones is just such an interesting character. And Nathan does it so well. And, again, every episode that has both Jones and Max, it just the contrast is just so vivid. And I really... I liked his scenes. Like, I think he was, he's still an interesting character. It was just boring because it was just a lot of talking and a lot of information being dumped on you because it was like, we didn't have time in any other episodes. So here is all of the information that we had for 10 episodes now. And we're giving all to you, it all to you now. So, but I think it was, I mean, it was, I think it's still an interesting, a very compelling villain though these episodes were kind of creepy but like there were times where he was like kind of making jokes it's just like i don't know what, i love the like, ending i love the ending of the episode where he was like everyone's kind of tense so yeah yeah like, yeah, that's yeah. Really, like, like that things like that where it or when he's like hilarious liz is like you you threatened to cut one of his fingers and he's like well he has nine others who cares like it was just He's such a good villain. I really like him. He's such a good villain. So compelling and entertaining. And I'm going to miss him when yeah, he's gone. When they, when they inevitably kill him off, I'm going to be really sad because we're getting rid of all the good villains every for every season. Um, I wish there was a way. I really kind of wish that there was a way to keep him around another another season to make him the you know a villain for next season too. But yeah, and you know think- what? Since we're we've and. I think we'll talk about this, but since we've been so good at manifesting stuff by talking about it on this podcast, I'm just going to say, just find a way to not kill him. Like change the body, like exchange the bodies and but he doesn't die, he just leaves and he will come back just because I really I, like him. I could be here for it. I love him. I, he's, I love that he's just, he's, he thinks he's got it covered and I love that he was still trying to play Liz and you know it's very clear that he you know is trying to manipulate her to his side and you know he's kind of got he thinks he might have it and I loved those scenes where you could tell you know Liz made a comment later in the episode where she's like old Liz would have kind of agreed with him and you could tell in those scenes that she was kind of it was like hmm you know like what he was saying he knows her pretty well for somebody who doesn't really know her. Um, so I loved their scenes together. I thought that they were really good. And and he kind of got the vibe, you know, that Liz may have, oh, and she like said, old Liz might have considered it. And I think that old Liz kind of popped in there just for a second. And then, you know, the new Liz took over, of course. And I really like that because it, it really shows how much she changed as a character this season like she just has so many people in her life I think tell her stuff that she needed to hear and she actually 
is trying to, you know, be a better person in the sense of, you know, try to focus less on the science and, you know, be less selfish, I guess, in that sense. Um, I think they gave us a lot of information and I just, it doesn't add up and I, I'm, I'm so confused. I have no idea. But I, the least part was good. I guess I'm still confused about what Jones's end goal is. Like, does he want to go back to, to the Oasis? Does, are there still people there? Like, does he want to try? I mean, he wants to, he's telling Liz he's going to leave. Right. So I is, I don't know. I'm still confused as to his motivations. Uh, I did like that. We got some more insight into what happened uh, on the Oasis and what exactly Jones did. Um, I like any chance we get to kind of figure out the backstory of that and what led to them leaving the planet. And so I liked seeing, um, I mean, I like seeing Jones being a, a real true hundred percent bad guy, like burning shit down. That was entertaining. Yeah. And it's also like he, okay. You guys tell me if I got this right, but while burning half the, the planet down, he also killed most of the population, which is why the flowers grew, right? Yes, and then he that's, got, what, that's how I took it. Yeah, and then he got the stem cells for his clones from that. Yes. Okay. Well, if we're- I did get some of it. If you're wrong, then we're all wrong, because that's my understanding of it. So I feel like if we all believe that- Heavy shit. <laughs> it's definitely dark for, for the CW. Like, he committed uh, genocide- to make his clothes. Which we knew at some level. I think like we we knew it. Like Michael has said it multiple times. Like they all knew it. Mm-hmm. It just seeing it, like, or at least seeing how we went about it, um, it just gives you a different perspective on it, I think, you know. Um so to like actually see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It still doesn't make me like him any less. I feel like it should. It doesn't. <laughs> Maybe I should should probably not really like a character that killed everyone. I don't know, you know, but here we are. Can't do anything about it now. All right. Uh, I put Sheriff Taylor in here just because she was part of the episode. Um, So we got Sheriff Taylor being mind controlled. Um, I guess that made her a little more interesting. Um, No. They didn't. No, she was there. She, she she was there. I still am confused about her function. If they wanted to make her, they made her like this racist all lives matter sheriff and they never did anything with it. So I don't understand the purpose at all. I don't understand. I mean, I guess to make her easily, you know, manipulated and, and part of like a plot device, but I just, it's wild to introduce a whole little character with all of this info. And then that's what they do with her. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking, I mean, it could have been anyone. Like, it could have been, again, it could have been Wyatt. All of that, all of those new characters that they introduced to do that, like the other asshole cop that gets killed, the regiment who we didn't, haven't seen since episode six, all of those people could have just been Wyatt. No, I agree. for what reason oh it could have been any other character really like i know that they didn't have you know the the humans for this like the humans of the group for this specific episode but like it could have been literally any other guest star on the show (laughs) like you could have been anyone and honestly probably would have been more interesting if it was heath i mean yeah There could have been some real, you know, some real pressure on Dallas. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it is that his end goal was, it it would have probably been more effective if it was any character that I cared about at all. Again, you introduce a character who's like clearly racist and coded that way. I mean, explicitly says, you know, all lives matter with, with all that that means behind it. And then you expect me to care that Jones has taken her over. Like, I don't, care i don't care and maybe i should but i don't care if she had died because i don't they didn't make her a likable character 
Same with and Wanda. I know that I know that we didn't have the actress for a reason, but you know who would have been perfect in that role is Cam. Like you've got you've got the cop character, you've got someone that everyone cares about. Like that would have been the perfect moment for Jenna to come back. Well, and yeah, and the only thing that it did it is it it made your your main characters look better. Like it did it with with Liz being so worried about her because Liz is just a good person. It did it with, you know, Michael and all his you know, we'll talk about it always in her, like, you know, uh, turmoil of um, what his power is. Um, it just made your character look better. It didn't do anything for the sheriff as a character by herself. So she's literally just there to serve a purpose, which is fine, but we didn't need, need a new character for that. All right. Um, so let's talk briefly about uh our boy Heath trying to be the big damn hero you know he somehow built a radio and then was gonna try to take on Jones himself like it's kind of dumb but you know I I respect your effort dude like I like him he's 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 a giant I've, I've always liked yeah I mean I've liked him since they introduced him but I mean he has there's not a whole lot to him i i am still think the most interesting part about him is dallas like their friendship and their history together is the only reason that he's like important at all like i don't care about him and liz we've already forgotten that was whatever i mean we tried they had that like one emotional scene where he's like you broke my heart or whatever but i mean i don't care about that part um so Hopefully that's not the end of it. Like if we introduce Dallas, presumably we're going to keep Dallas around next season is what I hope. So hopefully that means Heath too. And their, their friendship is explored. I like him. He's, I mean, he's very bland. He's just kind of a giant kind of like puppy dog character. So I just sort of, I mean, he's Walmart Kyle and I liked having them in a scene together because it's, you know, so, you know, I've got to see, that's, I don't know like it wasn't it just no part of this episode like was like this is amazing so it was fine I mean you know have, having Heath be a dumb human is always it's always a nice thing I think I guess I, I would have liked for him and Dallas to be more I don't know they were both in immediate danger and n- neither of them seemed really that worried about the other like and from what we know, they haven't seen, I think, each other in a while. I mean, if if we're supposing that Heath has been in in Los Angeles, like in LA, and Dallas lives near Roswell, in Roswell, I still have no idea. Um, so they they've not been near each other in a while, I think. Um, so even seeing that, like, I'm not saying that it has to be super romantic, but like, really, even like they, that was the whole point, right? That he t- was sacrificing a lot of things to find out what was wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So if you're going to have that as part of their relationship and their friendship, then you have to show me that. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just Same seemed a little always. like like mellow I guess like when they were together in that scene with the sheriff um and they were both like in danger it didn't seem like either of them was really like oh no I have to save you you know or like oh oh, no like my best friend is in danger like I was kind of there was a lot of a, a a lack of urgency in this episode like you had all these characters that like should be like really worried and it didn't seem like anybody was super concerned about like I, I don't it just didn't feel tense it didn't feel like you know we've got to do something right now or this is going to happen which I felt like this season's been pretty good about that like there's been a lot of narrative tension from the beginning kind of leading up to all this stuff and then this episode is just like well yeah I mean we should probably take care of this like it's just kind of the vibe I got from the episode. All right, uh, let's talk about Isabel and Jones because I'm always here for Isabel kicking ass. How that many times great. are we going to watch? I'm not mad at it by any means, but I was confused. I was like, do we not just have 
a fight between Isabel and Jones. Like, it's just so bizarre to have it twice in like a span of. Like, and now it's with lightsabers. Yeah, I, I guess it's cooler than pull, you know, pull cues. I don't know. It just it and was so it was very funny. much like. Didn't we just watch this? It's so funny because she was always wearing the same outfit or something close to it when she's doing this fight in scenes. And it's like, okay. And like, obviously now <clears throat> it's shown that she has obviously more power because she has this and she kind of kicks his ass a little bit more. So I think we're starting to see that he's crumbling. I mean, like his, you know, his hold over everyone and his power is not as, you know, like, you know is not as unstoppable as we thought you know all of that but it just again for a fight scene but it's now the third fight scene we've seen with jones the second with a lightsaber or whatever um and so i don't know it was just like this is it is what it is she looked good she looked fantastic but i mean she always looks good um okay let's (laughs) very enthusiastically here um let's talk about the the showdown in that dining room um it happened i'm so like okay uh, when i said i understood this episode when i said i understood the episode i think i lied because (laughs) now i'm confused about the mindscape thing and like what jones ultimately wants yeah because he did that whole thing with liz like if you you know help me sever this i will what give you technology that humans don't have access to or whatever but so now but now he's kidnapped everyone and they're stuck in a mindscape it just i don't know and again i think it was just i just zoned out you talk that much talking is guaranteed to make my like adhd just come out in full force because i was like i don't know what's going on yeah, but also like before that, it's like, how have none of you figure out that he's smarter than you? Like the handcuff stuff. Of course he was going to find out. Like he's been finding out, like Max has said, he's been three steps ahead the whole time. So like every time they've tried to pull one no. over on Jones, he has known, stop trying. Yeah, you tried to dose him and it didn't work. You try to do all this stuff. He knows. Just assume that Jones knows all. <laughs> do something random. Just choose on like spirit of the moment kind of thing. You know, that's probably going to be more effective than like planning the whole thing because he's going to know. Like he's going to be three steps ahead anyway. So, and then he's going to just put you in the mindscape, mindscape and And I've got a note down in our outline um, towards the end, kind of just this feeling that I have. I wonder if, you know, he's, you've got team human that is very absent in this episode. There's no Kyle, there's no Maria, there's no Alex. Um, Like humans don't always make rational choices. You know, if, I wonder if, you know, to get around him being three steps ahead, you know, the humans do something human and unexpected and, save the day i'd like to see that i think that's kind of of what has to happen really i mean unless they find a way to like defeat him within his own mindscape or whatever which which can be done which we've seen it you know it's it's happened before but i think that that would be you know that's kind of it seems like that's where it's headed then because now they'll all be back next episode yeah so that's also if you think about it the times that they've been able to get one over him is when they've done something unexpected like maria locking herself you know into her own mind or you know rosa figuring out the stuff about sound like he okay he's also not that much of a scientist but you know it's stuff that he couldn't have figured out on his own or with the alien side of you know his um abilities and knowledge um so there is just that uh, necessary part that the humans bring to the table in the group, which generally made the episode so like diff- it was so clear that they were all missing from it, except like Rose and Liz. 
and they didn't use Rosa for most of it. Like they could have used Rosa so much more during this episode. All right. Do we have anything more to say about the Jones side of the episode? Okay. So clear that we like this episode. I'm sorry, guys. We've, I will say we, we've every episode. We're very enthusiastic, very energetic. It's been very fun this season. We're allowed one episode where we're like, <laughs> I was going to say, okay. We're putting you people was... to sleep in your cars right now. And I'm yeah. so sorry, but there's not much else we can say. <laughs> I was going to say, just generally, I was thinking about this. as like, if it's one episode or on 13 of the season, like that's, that's a win. That's a yeah, good, that's that's a win. That's a I win. mean, I would say I can... maybe two episodes. I think they have like episode five, six, there were some stuff but this was just on another level it was season two kind of levels boring right yeah Um, and I was just thinking that like you know if you go back and listen to our season two recaps compared to our season three recaps like we've been much more positive this season and much more enthusiastic about what's happened and so to have the one episode where we're like "Eh," like I'm gonna count that as a win so what we're saying guys is when this is a 45 minute episode um, and we don't really talk in depth about things. It's because you can't put lipstick on a pig. And this wasn't a very good episode. And that's okay. All right, let's move on and talk about um, kind of this Pod Squad 2.0, the new and improved Pod Squad, because it has Dallas in it. And he is the greatest. And I love him. As much as I think that Jones was the best addition to the season, to the, I mean, to the show, Dallas is number two. I love him already. And I hope he sticks around because I, I love his character. I love his attitude. I love the, the religion angle. Weirdly enough, I find it really intriguing. Um, and he's just yeah. the greatest and he's super hot. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, you know, the religion part is kind of whatever for me. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. So I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I, it makes sense when you're talking about aliens and the universe for that to come up. So, you know, I think it was a brilliant idea to make, you know, a religious person an alien and try to have them figure it out. I just want that to be something, not something they let die. Cause that's a pretty major thing. It's a pretty major like internal character development, things that he's going to have to struggle with if he's going to stay on the show. So I really, I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. I, you know, I've been waiting for the, they said the one line that I knew was going to come out of Dallas's mouth at some point where they were talking about God or something. He goes, well, some, someone out there, someone up there in the sky is going to come out in here. I was like, okay. I love I've that. I've been waiting though. on that. I've been loving it. Yeah. I've been <laughs> waiting on it. It's, it worked out really well. And I was like, okay, you did something. And it was but. Michael who wrote on the mirror, right? Like that's what we're assuming. Like who wrote knock, knock on the mirror. <laughs> it had to have been Michael. That is a Michael Guerin thing. I would say either Michael or, or Isabel, honestly. Yeah. Mm. okay um let's talk i i was kind of dreading dallas and max and then it really surprised me how much i really liked their scenes together um they were it's a really they were really interesting conversations that they had about you know like sacrificing for the good of of presumably millions or even just the people that you really care about versus saving one person and i liked that that Dallas kind of talked that out with Max because, you know, he was feeling conflicted already um, about the idea of killing Max to, to kill Jones. And I was surprised how much I really loved their scenes. Yeah. Cause we were saying, and I was saying last episode, last recap that I didn't know how Max was going to take, you know, um, having Dallas there and having him be, the actual part of the trio that he isn't and um max really surprised me and i really liked their conversation i liked the um, contrast between max being you know the one who we've said that he's you know he's investigated or is uh, looked into all religions but i we cannot say that he's a religious man i don't think um, despite all the imagery that we had from previous seasons. But, um, and then you have this other man whose job is literally, like he's literally a priest, like this is his job. 
and his vocation and all of that. And um, it was just so clear that he's a priest, the way he talked to Max, you know, and, and just listened to him and just was so calm the whole time. And Max being like, why are you so calm? How can you be so calm about this? Um, so it was very good. And the thing that hit me and the why I think that I like the scene so much about um max that i didn't think he was going to react that way and the thing that hit me with him and with michael as well and then i put it together i'm like this is an arc that they did for all three of them i think this season is that max and all the aliens really are so insecure they're so insecure like max is so insecure about this like the whole jones stuff like literally shattered his sense of identity like he doesn't know who he is anymore and kind of the same the same thing happened to happens to michael who and you can see it in the ways like like are you ashamed of me or i like do i horrify you yet and like do you hate me yet um which michael always kind of had you know that's his trauma piled on top of you know being the son of a, a dictator um and isabel has been struggling with that um, since the Noah stuff. So um, I, I, I just hit me in this episode that this season has really been about for the aliens, about like confronting their insecurities and trying to overcome oh, them. It was really yeah, cool. and figuring out their identity. I mean, I think they've always been on the search for who they are. I mean, that's been the whole, literally the you know the sort of core aspect of the show, but we've seen that as a group trying to figure out like what where did we come from what's you know where what what is our history and now we sort of see it individually how they're trying to figure out their own identities and i it's so funny that max seems to be the one that's struggling the most which is not if you'd if you'd asked me in season one about that i would not have ever assumed that um not only is he struggling i think he's having a hard time like working through it because I think in his mind, he believes he's going to die. Like he has to die for this to end. So I think it's a completely different journey. Whereas Michael has really, and Isabel, and thankfully, thanks to Maria, is finding her parts of herself and her identity. And there are multiple conversations they've had about that. So that's been really lovely to see. And, you know, Michael's sort of working through self-loathing that he has on like every level. And I think that, you know, Alex and, and Isabel and Max all kind of supporting him has, has really helped. And I kind of assume that that's part of what da like, and Sanders, which we'll talk about in a minute, but, but even Dallas, what role, I'm kind of excited to see the friendship between Dallas and Michael continue. Cause I think that'll be part of it. Yeah. And now that you mention it, I think Max is also the one that because he's been, you know, so much of the leader before, I think he has a, trouble talking to people like and being vulnerable in that way and he doesn't really want other people to see his insecurities so this is I think correct me if I'm wrong but I think this is really the first time that we go so in depth about it with him talking to another person that isn't like Jones or stuff and he's actually being serious about it um and so it's really the first time that we get to see him like explain why he's feeling this way and why he's you know so defensive about it as well when people talk about it, talk to him about it um because with Liz obviously they have history so there's always like a contrast between them um with his siblings there's always this kind of you know again history there so Dallas being kind of the new person and the, again is a priest so he he knows us to listen to people and to you know give advice to people um it was really the perfect I think character for him to have that conversation with like the only other character that I can think about for him to have that conversation with is Kyle but they have kind of history as well of kind of a little rivalry so I think Dallas was really perfect no I agree I think that Dallas I think that Dallas is going to be a good addition for almost every character, you know, that 
he can be this, this support to, you know, specifically to Michael and Isabel, uh, but also, but also Max and, you know, presuming that he sticks around other characters going forward. Um, so <laughs> I just had a thought in that first scene with everybody at the junkyard when they're like plotting their plan or whatever. Um, Isabel's the boss now. Isabel is the leader. Oh yeah. For Max, who Isabel is the is now the boss of everyone, and I, I love it. Also, her rings with saying Izzy freaked me out because I was like, have we ever called her Izzy before? I don't know that that's ever been her name, but I'm very excited about that look and that vibe. I think Iz was probably too short, which is what Michael right. and Max call her. So, but Izzy, she but- doesn't. I, I want Izzy to be your name. Like she, that fits her so yeah. well. Let's do that. It was so funny that she has like, how do you call like rings that you use to punch a person? How do you call? Oh, them? like the knuckle. The um. Oh my god. The knuckles. Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Yes. Yes. It looks like that. Like and knowing that she's gearing up for a fight, it was so funny. And also, what was funny, it was Dallas going like, "Is she always this?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, like, and yep. everyone else going, "Yep." Yep. Um, but I do like that her, her next line about I, you know, may not sugarcoat it, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. And I really like that because that's cr- because a lot of times they'll have these like female characters like this that they're they don't sugarcoat things and they're kind of bitchy and they kind of have this like comeuppance, like they, they you know, they don't get to be right in that sense, but she was right. And the fact that they don't have her sugarcoat things, I, I, I just continue to love. Like, Isabel's really been the star of the last few episodes, I think. Let's talk about uh, Michael's new power. It's just super convenient that all of a sudden he's had this ability the whole time and never mentioned it to anybody. Yeah. Has it never come up? Like we never thought to share it or how did we discover this was a thing? Like, come on. Also more trauma. Come on. Like, yep. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I am trying to not be overly negative because again, I've, I've very much enjoyed this season overall. I can forgive writing flaws. I really can. Um, I cannot handle any more these big things that they drop on us in episodes without any hint before without any buildup when it's convenient like what lazy writing I know not one Roswell New Mexico writer has ever listened to us but if they ever do it's lazy I'm sorry it just is so maybe figure out who Michael's who Michael is and what his powers are or and, and it's okay to discover new powers, but you can't discover them 45 seconds before it becomes necessary to the plot. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. And have a character that's never mentioned it up to this point, never hinted at it. We had no idea. Because, yeah, and apparently 10 plus years ago, he found out he had this power and it's never been a factor up until right this that's the crazy thing like the crazy like from from my perspective the uh, rational thing to do would have been to have michael find out in the course of this season that he has this new power and not tell us that he's known for like 13 years now i do like what he says about um you know, about um, not wanting Isabel to know and, like, his reason for not using the powers because, again, right. what that we makes talked sense. about with Isabel for years now about, you know, uh, consent and all of that. And I really like that Michael does point that out um, and is really um, tentative to use that power. And even with the sheriff later on in the episode, he doesn't actually use the power. Like, he just kind of... He says to her, I don't, want, no, I don't want to jump into your body and make you do it. So please just do it for me. You know, um, so it was kind of confusing scene. I don't know if he did it or not in the end, but anyway. Um, yeah, I didn't get whether or not he actually did it. I, I had checked out <laughs> at that point. <laughs> but anyway, he has a good reasoning about not using it. Uh, and I really like that considering the issues with consent with consent that other characters 
on the show have had. Um, and I do like that he points out the stuff about no one, what happened to Isabel and all of that. All that being said, it still doesn't make sense because we never had any hints that he either knew that he had, like the only thing that is consistent, I guess, and that we had hints of before is that Michael isn't using all of his powers. Like that he's much more powerful than he actually seems. It just, it it wouldn't have been so jarring it would have taken us maybe three minutes of the whole season to lay more groundwork for new powers where this would have made a lot more sense and like been a central part of Michael discovering his identity of discovering all these powers. But you, it it's when it's just dropped in like that rather than become, why wasn't that part of the whole, like can set himself on fire thing? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, that's what, so I couldn't even really watch it because I was just so, I was like angry. I was like, why does he have this power? What does this mean? Like, I just find it completely unbelievable. I, and I do, because I do agree with you about, when, you know, talking about consent and all of that, but I find it incredibly unbelievable that he would not tell anyone. It would not be a part of his life at all for this many years. I just, no. <laughs> yeah. And something that he found out is such, again, like kind of traumatic way like he almost killed someone or he may, almost made someone kill himself where did that come from and he's like and then he forgot about it for 10 years i mean come on people like michael is not i mean he is the kind of person who would like internalize stuff but also it would have come up sooner or later like he you know he should have come up earlier like very least not- it could have come up this season with the with the jones stuff with the dictator yeah. stuff it, well, it could that, have come yeah. up four or five episodes from now because now this is a major thing okay <laughs> not to make everything mouse related because it's not he it wasn't even in the the yes this episode is this like a deep dark secret that he hasn't revealed to anyone about this whole accident that he almost did or whatever like has he does anybody know are we ever going to talk about it again is it something that he's keeping from alex like i don't know like i just think that's insane to have this like major event for your character and again it's all told and none of it's shown we don't and it's probably never going to be talked about again you just know the next episode everyone in the show is good is just gonna know just for i don't know it just it's just beamed into their consciousness like the equation in in Dallas's head like it just when something happens on the show they act like an audience and they all know what happens on the show for some reason I don't know it feels like the characters watch their own episodes and they all know stuff like that because anyway I really like I promise you the humans will know and they're not even there like yeah Alex Maria and Kyle will all be they all listen to our recaps. That's how they know. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about Michael and Sanders. Um, you know, we haven't had a lot of Arturo this season, and I feel like Sanders is coming for the title of best dad on the show. That was such a good conversation. And like, I love that he, you know, he tells he tells Michael the truth and he says it in like a very odd like it's very blunt but it's like oddly loving like and I think it's perfect for Michael to hear what he needs to hear in that way and I just it was the best I love Sanders I love the Sanders scenes and I don't have anything negative to say about them he's a great character he's great for Michael I think it's always gonna hurt that he didn't say any of this sooner when Michael was younger and I know that the reasons and I, and I totally get it. And I, you know, wouldn't blame the character by any means, but it's almost like, not that it's too late, but some of these things should have been said to Michael 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And it's just, it's always in every conversation that just makes me a little sadder that it took till he was like 30 to hear this, you know, and, and Sanders saying some things that child Michael really, really needed to hear. And so I think it's just always a bittersweet you know, and it, it's just, I really do enjoy, they have Sanders pop up like a fucking one-eyed like Yoda and he just like says what he needs to say. And he really brings about these like major 
like changes for Michael or it helps him have these like light bulb moments. What a very strange like role to play for Sanders, but I like it, but it's always a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's also funny in the way that he is, I, I agree that in a way that he comes a little bit for actor's title, not that much, but um, it's so funny because it's such a different dynamic from like, and, and such a different kind of um, parental figure, I guess, from Arturo. Like Arturo is very, you know, it was always very loving. Like he, when he's joking, he's not doing it in a sarcastic, like he, he's very like dead jokes kind of, um, kind of man. And, and Sanders is always kind of like sarcastic comments and kind of, um, kind of bitchy person and then, and, and this dynamic, which obviously really works for Michael because Michael is kind of the same. So they're really, they're really similar. So they kind of get, get each other like that. But it was just so funny. Like the, the handcuffs stuff. <laughs> don't make it weird. It was the, pull your head out it's of awkward. out of your ass, you know, line. Like it was really good. Um, and I I, I like I really like that every single time they have a conversation, he just leaves, and then they pan to Michael, and he's like, Pikachu meme <laughs> every single time. Uh, it's just so funny. But anyway, no, it, it they always have like this conversation always seem to have a good impact on Michael. Uh, especially in the very next episode that they have this conversation in conversations in so we'll see next episode if or next two episodes I guess if something really changes for Michael that way in this I guess for this conversation in terms of powers and and how how far he lets himself go that way yeah, I agree. I wonder if this is going to lead into him kind of more embracing his powers in what I assume is an inevitable showdown with Jones. Yeah, um, where Michael is assume, assuming going to walk through fucking fire at some point, or what was the whole point of all of it? Anyway, I'm, I have this like big fear that we're going to have all this because we already gave up on the funeral. And we, or using the sword. I want to yeah. see Michael use a sword. Like, yeah, why like, do I we love have his... this yeah. whole thing that he's all this is the only other person other than Jones that can touch it, or can Max touch it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's mm-hmm. three people that can touch it, but like Michael will make sense because they all. I mean, they already had that moment, I guess, when there was the reveal. But anyway, I do want to see a see a showdown that actually means something. All right, let's talk about Isabel and Rosa. Uh, I always love them together. I like them going off on their little quest, um, which hadn't had to have been at the long farm, but I'll take what I can get. Um, they're really cute together. I love that they're that they're friends and that they tease each other. And I liked uh, Rosa calling calling Isabel's empath powers or mood ring powers. That was cute. They're just. They're really cute together. And I like that Isabel has has a, a really good, like, kind of, like, girlfriend. Like, because Maria's family, Liz is, is Max's, even though they have their own friendship, Liz is Max's whatever. Like, I feel like Rosa and Isabel are, like, friends by choice, if that makes sense. I also feel like it developed from last season, kind of early this season, it was more like, Isabel being like an older sister kind of vibe um and now they're more like closer to friends like I think most of the group really uh grew from seeing Rosa at this kind of unstable teenager which she was actually last season and she grew into really her own adult person and I think the, the characters have realized that and so it's more of a grown-up kind of friendship with between them now. I really like that. Um, it made me it made me laugh that they were like, oh, oh, I didn't tell you because I was so busy with that. And and Rosa was like, yeah, same. I was like, oh, so the show is aware that they didn't talk about this stuff for like half the season and just forgot it and was 
is this your excuse? I don't like, are you being self-aware here? Like it was just so, okay, sure. Let's just forget about Wyatt for like half the season and having got anyway. Is, is I, I, Wyatt leaving now? Is is he gone now for good? Like, are we done? Are we done? Is it over? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Is, also, is Rosa leaving? Yeah, that was, I was going to say, I was like, uh, I don't know. I'll, I could I see mean, I it doubt being, it, but. Yeah, I could see being like, well, Liz did. Like, she leaves, but next season, like, right. in, the, in the hiatus, she's going to be gone. Right. And then next season she's gonna be back, or we're gonna see her anyway. Like, I is Amber is Amber a main character? Yeah, is a main cast member. Yeah. Or is she recurring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's no, no, she's main. main. Yeah. Um, I don't want to manifest anything by talking about it. <laughs> I'm just glad that the extent of the Rosa and Wyatt thing was what so far that we've seen was like the kiss on the cheek, whatever. Because let me tell you my fears of what we were going to actually see. Or what was actually going to happen. So I presuming that he is leaving and that it is over and whatever function he, you know, had is is over. It could have been worse. I thought we were going to see like a really terrible sex scene. It could have, but also the last scene that I have when there is that kiss on the cheek, I feel like they're setting up something for next season and I don't <sighs> want it. No, I don't want to. Don't please the powers that be. Don't manifest this. Like uh, we already manifested their scenes together. This episode, <laughs> it was like last episode on the recap. We we're like, where did Wyatt go? Why did we not see that? <laughs> and we got what we, and we then got it. Up. I know. Um, I just don't care about Wyatt. I don't care about anything. It's stupid. It was always stupid. It didn't do anything. Um whatever feel good emotion we were supposed to have from it i don't it fell flat like what what was rosa supposed to learn oh people can change okay well let's just let it die and be done with and hopefully rosa if rosa leaves like over the hiatus or whatever it does something good for her character and you know it's it's a dumb reason to have her leave but i I think narratively her leaving does make sense i wouldn't be mad at it of course i still want to see her but I just, I just yeah, don't want Wyatt to be involved at all. I don't, I like you said, I don't want to manifest this. What I imagine happening is she gets into art school and she questions leaving. And this is all next season, obviously. She questions leaving and then we, Wyatt comes back and they leave together. And I mean, I guess if they're going to, if we're going to have to do this and they're going to have to be together, let's do it off screen. I don't, I don't want to see it. But I just imagine that that's kind of how that's going to wrap up. Because Sarah, if you just manifested that, I'm never going to speak to you again. Podcast done. Sorry. If they leave together, oh no, that'll be your fault. My bad. Katie, Katie, cut this out so we don't have to manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, cut this out. If it's not in the episode, we didn't say it. All right. So. Um... Let's pick our favorite parts of the episode. Uh, Mick, you go first. Um, I don't know what to pick between the Michael and Sander scene. I really like that. And um, I really, I really, really like the Max and Dallas stuff. Um, I feel like Amanda. I should say Michael and Sanders. I feel like that's what is expected. Um, it's a great scene. Um, I'm sorry, but Joan's saying it's a little tense in here. So like I watched that, I rewound that and watched it like five times. I was like, why is this so, I, I don't know. I, it just, I would say that final scene in the dining room with like with everyone, any scene that has all of them together, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting. I, the only part of this episode that I gave kind of one shit about was the idea of them being stuck in Jones's mindscape and sort of setting that up. Um, that's the only part that I, you know, think was worth saving. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to say the Dallas and Max scenes were my favorite um, 90% because I just really love Dallas. One thing that was so cheesy and so like, cliche about it was like when um Dallas who knows 
he's supposed to be the one to kill Max if it comes to it. And it's like, I know that I wasn't, I wasn't put into this world or something like that to kill you, but to like save you or like something like that. I was like, oh, of course you were. You're such a good person. Yeah, he was something like, like God put me here to save you or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I was like, but I also want to say that about Dallas that I don't want, I want him to have some depth. I want, I don't want him to be such a good person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. part of what makes everyone mm-hmm. so interesting is to have all these facets. So really, really, really hope that they keep him around and they give him some like multi-dimensional parts of his. I'm really excited to see all of that because there's no one who's that good and that nice. <laughs> and there's uh, this has nothing to do with Dallas, but um, one thing that I was wondering during this episode, and Katie, you can cut this out if you want, but um, is when when Jones was talking about you know um, what he did and all of that, and we know that Michael is Jones's son and Nora's son. So I'm wondering, like, were they together before he set fire, he set the planet on fire? No, I think that it, I think the idea was that she, it was part of, like, covering for what they were doing. Like, so she's pretending to, to, like, it's kind of the vibe that I got is that she was, like. Like, they never explained it. I was, like, what situation was that? I think it was a, um. Um, it was like coded that way when we were introduced to like Nora and Louise and yeah. Jones and their relationship. I don't think anyone outright said that she either slept with Jones to create an heir for some reason, or if it was a distraction or, you know, it's weird, whichever way it is. It's, it was weird. It's weird. Yeah. But we also, maybe they, maybe they scienced him into existence. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they also, I thought about that because they did that with Max, so. And again, just please cut all this out. But the the darker version of it is that he's a dictator who does whatever he wants and could have just taken sure. yeah, what he I, wanted. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. That. I'm just saying like, we don't know. So it could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could know, have been anything, some yeah. sort of war crime. I have no idea. We just have no idea. So I, I think we're just left to. I was just thinking about it because I was like, did I miss something? Again? No, you didn't at all. But- <laughs> like, they haven't talked about it. Okay, cool. All right. So that was our recap of episode 11. Uh, we will be back next week to recap uh, the first part of the season finale. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on our socials, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Tumblr at Query Blast. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.